Y'all, welcome. We are so excited to have everybody here today. Um, you may notice that these are not the smooth, dulcet towns of one Joseph sounds of one Joseph von Kennel. He is, and I quote, in Bumfuck, Nebraska, on the road, and unable to join us today. So, unfortunately, he's challenging me. election results right now. That's right. He is on As his way speak. to Arizona and Utah to stop slash count the votes and make sure that the democracy stays intact as long as the end result is for one Donald J. Trump. Or conservatism in general. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if it's him, just sort of the ideals that are And as America's number one most conservative podcast, we support this mission in full. Yeah, I have a question for y'all, actually. Um, By the way, joining me are Vance and Ashley, the wheels of the bus that is this podcast um joe would be the engine so we're just going to kind of stand still today but that's all right uh <laughs> whatever we'll push yeah in i i uh how are we going to keep up this uh facade of being america's number one conservative podcast as we talk about this election <laughs> you know what we're gonna frame it in hypotheticals okay that's a good idea I like if that. i was a mm. uh libtard as they say <laughs> which is very derogatory um, then I would say this. Right. Okay. I like that. Yeah. that, that or we work. just flip our platform completely and go with yeah. the masses. Yeah. Eric, you're allowed to say whatever you want. You just spin it in a certain yeah, way. That's a good point. I can say whatever. America's I want. number one most liberal podcast. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you're Friday to, the 13th. We can, you know, we can be oh, scary. That's right. You're allowed to just say shit and take it back. That's like what, if for this four years taught me anything is that you can say whatever you want and you can to contradict yourself. It doesn't matter. Yeah, not. there's really no consequences for anything you do if nobody's going to hold you accountable. And as we know with our 12 listeners, it's unlikely that anybody's like, hey, what's wrong with y'all? What are you talking yeah. about? Well, where, did that, where did that whole shtick go? Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to get a hate mail. Yeah. So uh, pre-recording, Vance, you were saying the younger generation and their yeah. <laughs> compared to us, our old asses in our mid-30s? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that – so from all the interns – great – by the way – I don't know how the fuck any of my interns would ever get this. That would be my nightmare. But my former interns, they were great. All of them. Um, But there is this, so what they're great at is they're great at like the cerebral, like dissection of the law and like the job, right? They're really into that. But what they're not good at is they're not good at just across the board. And this is like literally every employee I've ever had that's in that generation. They're not good at, like being um, extremely terrified of screwing up. Mm. Okay. Okay. None of them are. I can see this. They're, they're not, they're not, they're not terrified. They're, they're, and because of that, there's mistakes. And when there's, and then, they're, but they're like, it's not out of, it's not, they're not trying. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're not terrified of screwing up. So, they make all these like nuanced mistakes where I'm like, well, if we send this letter this way, I'm going to look like a, an idiot. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. But I don't know, man. Gotcha. So the larger like conceptual stuff they're good at, but like literally crossing the T's and dotting the I's, which I'm not a lawyer, but I assume that's pretty important in legal work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They struggle with is what you're saying. It's like getting their hands dirty. Yeah, I was going to say like actual like task work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I even feel like, and maybe 
this just repeats itself, but we still were the generation where we were told you can do anything, you can be anything you want. Yeah. But I think it has morphed into of, um, you know, be who you are, feel free to make mistakes. Like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's taken it even to the next level. Like it's this ask is a for forgiveness, experience. not permission. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I can see that definitely playing in because I'm curious, I, I'm trying to think back to what made us not like that. I mean, cause I, I, I still definitely operate under, under that way. Like I, I feel like I definitely need to hold you know, myself to a standard. I want to impress my boss. I don't want to be called out for anything wrong. Yeah. Um, in school, I wanted to get good grades. Like I, you know, that was felt like a failure to me if I didn't, you know, maybe, maybe it's like a little bit of fuck the man syndrome mm-hmm. of like, cause every Reddit post I see is like, Hey, um, if you want to leave a job, don't leave it. Have them fire you so you get the unemployment benefits. And I, I was like, huh, <laughs> also, yeah. that's not how unemployment benefits work. <laughs> well, it was right? something like that where I was like, oh, totally. And and some people were like posting on it, like I don't necessarily agree with this because it wasn't as extreme as that. It was something like, if you do getting, if you're gonna get fired and you know you're gonna get fired, you shouldn't voluntarily quit because you're going to lose your unemployment benefits. And I actually disagree with that, especially maybe it's because like in the legal profession, I guess like it's different because if you know, but I know so many people, man, I got fired. Like I know so many people that got fired. I've actually, been fired before. It's some horrible. of the most incredible lawyers I know have been fired. So never mind. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, but I, but I, but I still like We're my terrified of goal it. was not to be fired. And, yeah. I, and honestly, the, the situation with me was uh, the great recession of 2009. So it wasn't like a performance based thing. Right. It was, but even still, I mean, they had to make cuts. I was the most junior position person in that position. It's what made sense at the time, but it still felt like a personal, you know, I, I, I took heart to that. And I certainly now, like I, I, benefits or not, I would definitely never intentionally try to get fired. No, I just don't want that on my conscience. I just feel like it comes back around somehow. Some, some future employer must find that out. Yeah, right. Or, you know, but then it's like, uh, yeah, but then I don't know, man. I, Cause I don't know because mine was the same situation where it was like, it wasn't, it was like a downsizing thing uh, almost. And so it was like, yeah, I, but I wouldn't want, but then it's like when I, I've been hiring and do I, I do, I asked them, did you fire them? That's my first question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I disagree with it for sure. But then on the Wait, flip you side, your own point? yeah, yeah so. I on think the flip so. side, I mean, there's plenty of people like I did not love my boss at my previous company and she, there was no love loss there. Like I, she wasn't super fond of me. And that was well known. And, uh, so I, I managed to move from under her division into a different division. And then I eventually quit because I got this new job. Um, but that was, again, like I was in fear of being fired by her because we didn't get along all that to say, sometimes people probably do get fired just because there's crappy bosses out there that don't know how to manage. Wait, how long did you have to be in that crappy boss situation? Uh, I worked for this person for about, uh, a little over a year and, um, I didn't, I didn't really know that it was as bad as it was until 
about six to seven months in. Uh, but then it became extremely apparent and I was like, I better make some moves. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's, you know, and then it's just one of those things where it's a, he said, she said, and you know, luckily HR had my back. I had a tenure of nine years where other managers, you know, stood up for me. So, um, you know, but I feel bad for people who are probably out there who are just, you know, the victims of, of bad management, which happens all the time. Oh, I mean, I'm sure everyone has. Eric, do you have a, a a bad boss story? I mean, I've definitely had bad bosses. I don't know that I ever had a job that was like worth me getting fired over. <laughs> now, you know what I mean? Like it was never a good enough job where somebody's like, we really need to downsize this yeah. to save the salary. I was like, hey, it doesn't really matter. What this guy can work awesome. here or not? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, now probably yes, especially with like. I'm curious how that's going to work with as people adjust their budgets to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm in the public sector, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my, you know, the budget is set by the state legislature. So, I'm curious, you know, with taxes being not as collected as they were previously, how that's going to affect things. So, I have no idea, but I, everybody has bad bosses, right? Like, that's just part of the deal. And sometimes they're more a part of your life than they're not. Mm-hmm. It just depends on your position. But I do think for the younger generation, part of me wonders if it's that they know that there's so many available avenues to do things independently that maybe we didn't grow up with, right? True. Like the thought of being your own boss and just, you know, being an Instagram influencer or doing something on the internet, that didn't exist when we were younger. Really. No. And so we sort of, I think, learned in sort of, molded our personalities, our work personalities to fit within a general corporate structure, right? Yeah, for sure. Part of that is acquiescing to a boss and not wanting to get fired. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. I think a lot of it too has to do with like the generation that taught us how to work in the workplace Mm -hmm. what to do is the generation that was taught by the generation before them who were like super hardcore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's probably it too. We're like now, I guess, I don't know. I guess the people, the Gen Xers, right? Would be the parents. Generation before our, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the parents of this of the ki- generation, yeah, generation like, Z, is that what it is? I don't even know what it is. The, gra- the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also, hey, the greatest generation did deal with the pandemic as well. Right? Or wait, that was before them. No, that's no, the that silent. They, the they dealt with the war, yeah. That's the silent generation that dealt and, with And when we're talking about the younger generation in comparison to us, let's put an age bracket on it. What, where are we cutting this off? My, my, yeah, that's a good question, right? <laughs> like, when did I stop being young? Tell me the age, please. Yeah. yeah, wait. I guess my experience has been from like 20 to 24 or 5. Yeah, yeah that's exactly like six. Like ten, 10 years younger than us, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird, though. Because they're still in our generation of like all the same, I guess, stuff that they got so exposed like, to. Yeah, like social stuff, like pop culture stuff you sort of relate to in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. But, but don't you feel a- like we um, associate more? Like, I feel like probably people 10 years older than us, we are grouped more similarly than people 10 years younger than us. Absolutely. 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're like yeah. the same as people 10 years older than us. Like, right, right. Kind yeah. of the same. But I guess the generation, yeah, gen- 10 years below us, they have no, they have less money than we do and less right. prospects than we do. Yay. 
Well, it's a bitch growing up in a recession and then having to pay. I just, I just saw a TikTok video and believe it or not, I saw a TikTok video, which, TikTok. but I don't even have TikTok. It was somebody posted a TikTok on Instagram. So again, that just shows, you know, my age and whatever. But the, uh, the question was a kid or person, whatever, went around to people of different age ranges and asked them, what do you do when you're signaling that you're talking on the phone? Oh, I want to see what both of y'all would do right now. Like, what's the signal for like, uh, yeah, it's this, it's, oh. it's, it's the, what oh. do you call this? The, the yeah, hang 10 the sign of, yeah. hang 10 yeah. up to your it. ear. All the old people. All what, the, what do young kids do? Or, no yeah. joke. They're like this. Oh, are shit. Are you serious? Really? So for hello. those who are listening on an auditory medium. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley just did essentially just a flat palm up to her ear with the yeah. fingers in the ear and the face of your hand at the mouth, essentially, like you would hold an iPhone. They did, they did like either this or this. Wow, it's like an iPhone. Right. So a flat, a flat rather than the Actually, pinky this brings up thumb. a question. The rare times y'all leave a voicemail, even if it's on your cell phone, do you tell them who you are and what time it is? Because I still do, because oh, that's how I grew time. up. Hey, it's Ashley. The time. The time <laughs> it's is like seven twenty on Monday. Just yo, that no, e, I don't. E, that's I, like super old school. I know. <laughs> that's amazing. This takes it to even the another degree. The second you said that, my mom does voicemails where she thinks that she can hold on to the phone as if I will still pick it up. Oh, like, oh, like, like, a ho- like a house phone. So she'd be like, right. yeah. hey, Ashley. Just waiting for the pickup from Just the Just seeing if machine. you're there. Oh, maybe you're not at home. The I'm funny really thing direct- is, any, like anyone that's under the age of like 28 will not understand what we're talking about and why no, that's like, not at all. They're like, your mom's insane. No, she actually has a reason to do this. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, watch a movie tape, from the 90s. Yeah. Tape cassettes that you would put in a home, uh, what do you even call it? So uh, landlines used to be a machine. thing. People used to home have machine? landlines yeah. into their answering machines, right? Answering machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> And then you had to like, yeah. And we've talked about this all the time, how as you never had to have that dreaded experience of calling a girl's house and having their dad answer mm-hmm. and then being like, hi, Mr. So-and-so, may I speak to, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Is oh. Kelly there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. That was- or having to choose between the dial up and for the internet and the phone line. Yeah. Mm. Just being, yep. Mm. You're like, yeah, on a work call. Yeah. So, so like, that's got to, how does that affect their psyche? The fact that like, I had to be scared to death to contact one of my friends for fear of calling them and getting their parents mm-hmm. or a girlfriend or whatever. Right. I, they can just, they're just, they're just in, typing away. It's there already. They're there. I would, I would assume that allows you to develop those skills faster and it maybe be healthier to not be as. I don't know. Maybe it's not terrified. Not yeah. terrified and afraid of those kind of interactions, just because you get more familiar and comfortable with them. A hundred percent. At a younger age, right? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I guess so. I, I guess I fear like that it gets more dangerous too. That they just get into more. you get too mischievous far? conversations a lot quicker. You're beyond your emotional anyways. capacity quicker. They're gonna have them anyways. Yeah. Yeah, like, but there's a difference between this gets into like emotional age, right, and like what you're right. actually able to mm-hmm. handle. At a certain age and everybody develops differently and like handles those things differently. But 
And these kids, they'll, they'll send photos of themselves over these mediums, which we did obviously not have access to. Yeah. Well, I feel like they're better. I feel like there's like education about that or is there not? They, they- I don't know. Like if you ever look at like young sports stars, like old Twitter stuff, like it's a problem. People always get oh. in trouble for that where it's like, oh, hey, I didn't realize that I was going to be in the public eye eight years from now and yeah. I'm going to be tweeting these things. <laughs> I didn't know that, but that makes sense because you got to yeah. make it there. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that without showing a little skin on, on Instagram? I mean, <laughs> right. Or just being, you know, on Twitter, just being like, what I do is sling this dong. Like that was a first round draft. Oh, wow. Top five draft pick NBA tweet. You can put that on when he was like 14. Sure. Just like, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know, I didn't know you were allowed to put um, NSFW things on Twitter. I mean, you could say it. I don't know that you can take it. Maybe back then when you're like, nobody, they're like, who's flagging you, you know? Okay. So he wasn't actually swinging the dong on. No, no, no. That was just like, those were the tweets, right? Or people do like racially insensitive (laughs) dong. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've looked back at Facebook pops up the old memory function and shows you what you posted on such day X amount of years ago. And we're looking at like 14 or 15 years now, which is totally insane. And, um, there, there was like one, I don't even remember what it was. So this is not a great story, but it was something that I was like, Oh, that didn't age well. (laughs) That's a bummer. Well, Vance and I used to be part of a co owned Zanga. Oh my God. I don't even know what that is. I totally forgot about that. Okay. And you could like post blogs, do that kind of thing. And you had friends and it was really like a blog more or less. We are really cool. Yeah, we were really cool. I'm imagine that stuff on that would not age. No, we, we need to we need to dig that up and like <laughs> like read it just on here and just make oh, a boy. oh boy. Speaking of um, not aging well, there's an entire Instagram account called that did not age well, and it's just Donald Trump's tweets. Oh that have, yeah, that have not aged well, and the amount of times he clearly called Joe Biden a loser. Um, which as America's number one, most conservative podcast, he is right. He's a rigged election. Um, (laughs) and I will say that Ashley, I love your name. Ashley's name in the, in the little thingy is four seasons, total landscaping. Um, we are actually is a sponsor. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's a sponsor. So Thank you for, go there. Y'all, they have merch. They have merch now on their website. It is have incredible. Have you seen their pavilion? Their, their, <laughs> their pavilion where they give speeches? Yeah, they're, they're, they're wonderful. Room? Sorry, go for the drink. I love that it's four seasons sort of landscaping and the landscaping that they chose, like the out front of the building. It's just shit. Like, it's just a complete alley. <laughs> yeah, there's not um, really any that. landscaping. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's just like, a, it looks like a... Um, it looks like a uh, old storage unit from like the 1950s is what it looks like. Or like an old garage or something. It's amazing. Oh, but they're um, capitalizing on this. They're selling sweatshirts that say, make America rake again. <laughs> that's uh, good. Oh, yes. That's good. I mean, I hope they make a lot of money off of it. I, it, I really I, do. You know what? I might go, actually, because they're a sponsor, I guess we should give them. Please go to Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Buy their merch. It's really yeah. good. We really endorse it. I what I want to know is what I want to know from this topic was take me through Tuesday through Saturday for you guys. Yeah, I actually wrote some questions down in my first one. It was so did you watch Tuesday? What'd y'all do? 
I did watch it. I was here just by myself. I anticipated that we might not have a result, but I thought that we would have a more clear picture than we did. So um, the anxiety was super high. There was not a lot of sleep that was had last week. That's for sure. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I thought the same thing. I think not watching is like people that don't watch the field goals at end of games for your team. I feel like, I feel like you got to watch like the players going through it. You got to go through it too. Um, so you're either in this together or you're not right. Exactly. And of course I was, I watched and it was like Alabama, we we're playing like Alabama and it was like Alabama versus Duke. And we were getting beat down. And I was just like, I can't handle this anymore. And then I went and played video games and then I had nightmares mm-hmm. and I didn't sleep. And then, yeah, I mean, the ensuing days were worse. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. So like I did the same thing I watched on Tuesday and it's interesting actually that you mentioned, like we knew it wouldn't be decided on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but it's funny. I don't know if this happened to y'all, but I went to bed Tuesday and I was like, oh, it's over. We're fucked. Yeah, I kind of even felt- though I knew mentally that it wasn't like that, emotionally, E, I was like, oh, this is the worst. Dude, totally. E, I checked Bovada stupidly, Same. stupidly, right before I went to bed. Yeah. It was minus 500 Trump. Yeah. That, actually, that means he has a five to Trump had a five to one chance to win. He like he was five to one odds to win. Right. And Biden was one to five. And I was like, I shouldn't have gone to bed like that. Um, that, was, that was not a good idea. I did the same. When I checked it, it was minus 350, Vance. So I'm right there with yeah, you. Yeah. And I was like, wh- and you know what that was? That was Bovada and all the betting sites just being geniuses. 100%. Because you know those Trumpers just dumped all the money on Trump. What? Three to mm-hmm. one? Let's go. Dump it. Dump it. They won so much money, I bet. Oh. Like mm-hmm. so much money off of that, off that line. That was so genius. Because they probably knew. Oh well, the early votes haven't come in. Absentee yeah, hasn't come it's, in. It's going to come back. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and they have probably have insiders, so they they pumped that line. It was genius, man. They said this event was one of the biggest gambling events that has happened in recent history. I believe what? it. Yeah. You what? know what's what funny though about that is like, what is up with the polls? You know, and they've already been talking about this on news outlets and stuff. I mean, why? How can we be so like just? It's such a mess, and I, ca- I kind of people- like it. I kind of yeah. like it. You know why I like it? It's like because you're a masochist. No, it's like <laughs> yo, yeah. yo. We know not. We can't trust the polls. Y'all gotta just At go all. vote. You just At gotta go all. vote. Like, cause I know that you think these polls say this, but just go vote, man. Because you can't trust them. Can't it trust is probably the best. Polls. It is probably the best go vote campaign there is to say clearly these polls. polls mean nothing. Because I think people in the past with Hillary for certain sat pretty being like, oh, well, he's not going to win. I don't need to vote, 100%. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now it's like, no, okay, remember what happened? So get your butt out there. Yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting. I read Nate Silver today on 538, mm-hmm. the king of these polls are fine. Um, said, it was like, yeah, this is pretty average. And Literally, my my problem with it is that every time that it's been wrong in the past five, six years, it's yep. only been on one side. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they really only underestimate the Trump vote because they don't know how to poll True. that vote. Mm-hmm. And if you can't poll correctly half the country, 
Yeah. Then maybe, yeah, there is something wrong yeah. with your polling. Let's just throw out right? a survey monkey to everybody in the country. <laughs> right. Yeah. Call it a day. And no, let's use technology to send it through technology to someone who will answer it back on technology. Yeah, that's not going to fly for a lot of the country. Right. Yeah. Like, the, like most of, like, a lot of my clients don't, I have to mail them stuff. Mm. Okay. Like, yeah. they, I can't email them or text them or so. Facts. 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 Actually, yes. A lot of my clients. Yes, I. Same. Working it's, for the government, you end up faxing. Oh my god, the government. Yes, the government. <laughs> they just love yeah. the facts. HIPAA. Mm-hmm. It's HIPAA compliant. Yes, perfect. Right, baby. <laughs> Hard copy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I like. I like the that the polls are wrong. Again, it's like good. I'm glad we got scared because be scared next time. Like we got to keep that fear in people. Maybe. I, I, I'm not, I, you know, I still don't feel great that it came out as close as it did. Although with the electoral count as of today, he's quite ahead, but even still, I mean, the popular vote, I mean, it is sad, to, you know, let's give a, a shout out to the people who are disappointed one way or the other in this election, you know, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt, but it is wild to me that it is this close down the line still, because I feel like you can justify four years ago, not knowing I found myself actually telling myself, okay, if this guy wants to be a figurehead, he'll put in a cabinet that knows what they're doing. He's a personality and he's going to make money on the, out of his he business. He just wants to be a celebrity. It. He wants to be a celebrity and he won the white house. This is in, totally insane, but that's kind of what America does sometimes. And we'll roll with it. But knowing how bad it turned out, Go, getting that close to it again is, is, a, is slightly concerning for me. Well, not even slightly, very concerning, but. Yeah, Vance, how did you process the idea that 47 or so percent mm, of the country was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's do this four more years. Round so, two. It's so funny. Cause like the last, in 2016, Lauren was like, Trump's going to win. She knew he was going to win. And no one, everyone was like, you're crazy. Like I bet on it. Yeah, that's a good bet. Um, So I was like, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. This election, she was just afraid, but she she thought Biden was going to win, but she was afraid. But when the election, when everything, when Florida came in and we, I saw we weren't going to win Florida, um, I was like, I expected more from America, I think. Um, And my like America bubble was like popped. My American Patriot bubble was popped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. But Lauren was like, are you crazy? Like, of course this is going to happen. Like, bunker in. Man. Like, strap in, man. What are you talking about? This is So let me ask you something, Vance. Was part of your feeling about that of Florida a result of what the polls, quote unquote, showed about Florida? Because <laughs> no. Florida was like supposedly favored for Biden more or less before the election. I don't, after 2016, I will never pay attention to a, a poll again. Um, yeah. But mine was based more on like the Black Lives Movement, mm-hmm. like the way things were trending for Biden. Like, um, and I guess it wasn't the polls, but it was more the vibe of, because I don't, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't do any research, but it was more the vibe of the, what? Of, of, the, of the, like the, their platforms at the end. Like at the end, Biden was just be like, 
yeah, yo, my son served. I know what it's like to serve. Like, I know what it's like to have someone that served. I can lead this nation. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I love that commercial. And Trump's were like, oh man, Trump's early ones. Y'all, did you ever <laughs> see the 911 uh, Trump commercial? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what, what, I, what happens if you call 911? Oh, that was the best commercial my mind. I've ever really seen. Really smart. It was, it was really the best smart. commercial I've ever seen in my entire life. Instilling fear into the hearts of every American. But it was what so he's been perfect. doing, though. That's It worked for you know four years yeah but it was i was even like wait a second i know <laughs> totally for one second you're like oh hold up yeah so anyway for the for the listeners if you didn't see it this person calls 911 and it's like press one for a rape press two for a murder press three for an assault what a and, wild thing to put on television yeah and it's like biden wants to defund the police yeah. What happens with, like, so yeah, it was amazing. It Which was, he never said for the record. Right. Well, defund the police was a terrible slogan. Whoever came up terrible with it. Terrible slogan. Whoever came up with it. Idiot. Yes. Totally. Never go negative when you can go positive. Say, hey, fund mental health workers. Fund. Reappropriate funds right? or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know who came up with that one. Yeah. That, that was a fail. We actually thought. Well, of- I mean, it probably was a result of the things we saw police doing on national television, right? True. Like it's not unreasonable to say defund the police when like, every time you turn the on the TV, they're murdering innocent Americans more or less who have not yet committed a crime. Black Americans specifically. In specific. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And totally. And to reach that message or to like do something about that defund the police. But I don't know if that's the way to affect the change you want. Right. The slogan itself. The slogan itself. Yeah. The yeah, idea behind it. But it's bad when you have a slogan. You have to go, no, 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 no. Let me explain. What we actually mean. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We actually mean. It's like, that's the worst type of slogan. Unlike the Black Lives Matter slogan, which is just clear and to the point, Very and simple, people yeah. still take immense issue with, which I know you have, Vance, I, I think you and Joseph have already discussed this at some point on, oh, yeah. on the podcast. But yeah, just also wild uh it's funny joe has like a lot more faith in humanity he's like i just think some people are just fucked up and uh Mm -hmm. or come from environments that are so fucked up that they can't like they're kind of damaged right um, to a certain degree um joe thought that if you remember it he thought that it was that they were just scared of of like change and uh, Mm -hmm. people that were different than them Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, man, you can't give him that much credit. I mean, can't it be both though, right? I, like, can't you be scared of change and also come from a place where you're like, this instills fear in me because I don't understand it and I don't have experience with it and I'm not sure how it's going to work for me. Totally. Sort of a selfish ideology, but totally, no, totally. That happens. You can, but you can't use that fear to uh, negatively affect another person. And especially go to the Have point to where evolve. you're like, yeah, you're taking, you're literally like treating them in inhumane ways because of your fear. I mean, that's the thing. Right. You shouldn't, but you can. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess like, so. Yeah. Well, that's, like, like, that's a lot of people up, yeah. feel that's like. a large yeah, part I, of this administration emboldened those people who before lived in fear somewhat quietly. And this, you know. Uh, rhetoric over the last four years has emboldened them to act out on it, which is the issue. 
there but was no, a social no response and responsibility, right? To be like, even within their own sphere, right? Even within their own social circle or political circle, there would be a pushback from espousing these ideas, right? And mm-hmm. these feelings. But now yeah. that doesn't exist because the only result that matters is winning. Mm-hmm. Right? And the other thing too is that they're all cowards. Totally. They're all cowards. Because you know what? If you're that scared to where you have to invent totally. an ideology to like hate these people because you're just so scared of like them being better than you or them being different than you, you're just a coward and there'll always be cowards. And so like I wasn't whenever people were talking about, oh, I'm so scared of the the um uh, what they'll do if Trump wins and, and the crazy. I was like, nah, guys, 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 <laughs> guys, guys. We're dealing with cowards, and and you know what? A lot of the time, they they their outward appearance meets that inward <laughs> coward yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Actually, it always does. By the stuff that they say, it's so like it's so deep seated insecurities. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. They're yeah. insecure cowards, and so the Big Lebowski, like, right? Don't worry, Donnie. These men mm-hmm. are cowards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who's not a coward is my partner at my firm who came from Philly and like, at, like, like basically Philly. like shout out to yeah. Philly. Uh, to so much me and like did shit by himself. Like that's right. You know, like that's not, and had to like endure a lot of shit. Well, more not that he did it. Like he was a lawyer or shit like that. Who cares about that? But more that he had to endure a bunch of fucked up shit. And didn't complain, didn't like, uh, you know, didn't act in a way to where he has to create a group that's going to raise pitchforks and um, mm-hmm. little uh, mosquito lamps tiki and yeah, tiki torches and walk around Charlottesville. Good Lord. Like that. It, it's, I, I understand where that, I, and I do understand where that comes from, but it's funny. Mm. And it's, it's fun to make fun of. Did you, it's, did anybody... it's funny until it matters, right? It's funny until yeah. it has a voice and it actually affects people. And True. then it's scarier. Yes. Did anybody catch uh, Chappelle's monologue on SNL? Yes. Yes. I mean, just love well, it. Love it so much. There's some. There's very few people that are better at like really capturing the idea and feelings and like summarizing things better than Dave Chappelle. And and to me, he he has risen to be so much more than just a stand-up comic. I mean, he really is like the voice of a generation. He to me is like a motivational speaker slash comedian. Like he really he touches sensitive topics with such heart and still injects humor into it, which I mean, that is so much harder than people realize. He also toes the, he toes the line in a cool way. Yeah. He's very fair, right? Yeah. He is, he doesn't come from one place or the other. He's just like, these are my observations. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd have a hard time arguing with the truths of these observations, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Whether or not you're on one side or the other, you recognize these things as existing. It's funny because it does exist and let's put it out there in mm-hmm. a humorous way so we can all experience it and be like, yo, you're right. That does happen. And make it digestible for people who may not otherwise have touched those topics or given thought to it themselves. But then offer up uh, like fuel to maybe or mm-hmm. possibly offer up fuel to those to the hateful ideas that he's like jokingly espousing, which sure. I think he, he he's talked about like how he struggled with that, right? Yeah, yeah. He he mentions that sort of the idea that like he understands that sometimes when he says something, maybe he encourages or 
allows the permission to espouse certain ideas or sort of bring in topics that maybe shouldn't be as in the forefront as they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was wasted during that Chappelle thing because Biden had won. Biden had won. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you what y'all did Saturday. Also, shout out to you, Ashley, for being the person who told me that they called uh, the election. That nice. the, uh, Y'all were the first ones I texted on yeah, a yeah. podcast That's, group chat. I, yep. I actually, truth be told, I had gone out Friday night or I saw some friends on Friday night and where things were looking pretty good. And just, I mean, you were in the club without a mask. Yeah. Just, just grinding up on random. Grind, yeah. Grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something and grinded. Yep. Um, no, actually I was, well, anyway, I, I was here with a, a, a certain fella I'm sort of seeing and oh, wow. uh, and one of my and one of, about this. I know yeah, I, I shouldn't I, I, have, I shouldn't have even delved in there. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll hit my, stop and dive in. <laughs> yeah, and one of my my close friends. And anyway, was looking good. So I woke up on Saturday, um, you know, just lounging, and I, there I am watching Wolf Blitzer just go going through the count. And then, man, that breaking news bulletin came in, and it just—I'll tell you what the coolest thing about it was floods of text messages from all my European friends, specifically from Europe. Uh, People literally like girlfriends from Stockholm, all my friends in France, literally being like America's back. We're so happy for you. We feel, and it was amazing to me because some of my friends over there were, they were watching it just as vividly and rigorously as we were. I mean, they're sitting over there, some of them staying up until wee hours of the morning before they could go to sleep just to see if they could get a result. Uh, so it, it's just amazing to me how much U.S. elections, I mean, ha- when is the last time you have ever cared about who was elected in Germany, Sweden, France. Britain. I don't know if I can tell you like what year they do it or like who's up outside of like the sure. day before when who they're just, running against or anything. Right? And these, and these people legitimately like they cared just as much as we did. Well, you know, you know, well, you know why? One of the reasons why, well, one, Ashley, I hope you text. I know you text them back. Cause I know you did. Yeah. No rigged election, rigged election. Count <laughs> yeah. Count yeah. 100%. Don't celebrate yet. Put yeah. your glasses yeah. down. This isn't rigged over. Election. The courts will decide. Recork yeah. the champagne. Justice we are not be, there. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the reason why they care is because America's the fucking coolest, man. We are the coolest. Oh, is that no. it? But, but I mean, technically it, who's a cooler, just that like cooler nation than America. I mean, I, I don't know the, Coolness. Who has Jay Z? Who has the equivalent of Jay Z? <laughs> That's a good. Stormy is not like the equivalent of Jay Z. That is yeah. And then guess what? Jay Z's married to Beyonce. Beyonce. Texas. Pretty good. Houston, Texas, baby. And That's right. They are from America. We're just cool. So everyone wants to see what what's going on with us because we're cool. Because it also doesn't Jay-Z hurt that we have like military bases and like a. You know, there's also that aspect yes eric but i actually <laughs> feel that way but i but, but they i think that they actually feel that way they they feel like we were like you know veered off course they're like oh, okay like cool like older brothers back. stuff yeah. yeah no yeah <laughs> having america be on tilt is the most yeah. dangerous yeah. thing for all the other countries right like, yeah yeah based off the you know military industrial complex totally they, they want us to be a good player here they don't yeah it's tied up with it's, it's very useful for us. To well, it's also scary. scary. I bet it's scary too because it's like, yo, if they can go down, what the one hundred percent? Totally. I'm sure they're yeah. Uh, yeah. That's well. That's funny that that's brought up because when I was 
when when they had won, when Biden had won, I was then it was like the slow pinging of like realizations of like I can watch the news now. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I can watch the news now. Yes, my, ha, my student loans. Yeah, yeah. something might Dude, be done about student my loan, student loan, bro. <laughs> That's that oh, is real shit. I, I had never entertained that as as an adult. I know. I feel like no sure. In my in my formative adult years with my wife, I didn't get to watch the goddamn news. Right. And now I'm probably gonna have a kid, and I'm never gonna have that time back where I could have watched the news a lot. <laughs> well, I did, <laughs> so, and I'm telling you that I suffered from it greatly. And I yeah. literally on Tuesday night when things were unsure, I texted my whole family, and I was like. If he wins this thing again, I'm canceling all my TV subscriptions. I'm keeping just like, you know, HBO Max and Hulu or whatever, Can't because I, 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 no more CNN, no more anything. Like I, I, I'm out. I just want to know what the weather is daily. And that is it because I can't, I can't follow this crap anymore. Did y'all entertain yeah. on, the, on the- Tuesday? I was texting in a group thread. Homes in Nicaragua to pray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a real thing I did on Tuesday. Sure. Being so like, did, yo, I think if we split this, we could be all right. Before Tuesday, did y'all inter- actually entertain the possibility that he would win again? Yes. yes. I, I, I tried. I didn't do it. I, I mentally tried to be like, okay, my personal life, I'm just going to have to protect as best as I can. And, wow. you know, being as privileged as I am, I, you know, know that I would come out of this a lot better than a lot of other people with, you know, issues that would be on the line, like, you know, needing healthcare, being a transgender person, being a person of color, you know, which none of those uh, things. What about those babies in cages? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, but that's, Is that you know, bad? Is that it's wrong, horrible. Man? That was well, the other thing. I was crazy. like, we can, crazy. we can let the, we can, we can de-orphan the babies. Like, yeah. <laughs> We can let the earth burn to the ground one fire at a time. We can save the earth again. Like, yeah, it's. Of course, we're not going to do this because we're the number one most conservative podcast and all these things. We're right. just acting like liberals. These are all uh, hypothetical. This is just yeah. funny. But I think part of at least my, I'm curious if this is true for you too, Ashley, the idea, the allowing the idea that Trump would win is really just sort of like emotional hedging yeah. with the idea that like, I don't know that I could have. It would have been very difficult to process and like yes. handle, but like to not accept the idea as possible. I don't know what would have like how I would have felt, how I would have processed everything if it had gone. The- it, it, I it was a, that's exactly what it was. Uh, as per usual, we're in the same headspace. I was a it was a pre. I was like I I I don't want to suffer an actual mental breakdown. <laughs> Yeah. So 100%. let me just prepare myself somewhat for this. It was just hilarious because I'm literally the opposite. I was like, okay. fuck this guy. Good fuck you. you, bro. We're gonna win. Fuck you. I'm yeah. calling it. And now I now I actually what do I have to I think I have to donate a thousand dollars to Black Lives Matter now. Because I, I made love it. it. I made a call on my one of my text threads with like a bunch of guys that i know um that are also plans attorneys and i was like i'm calling it biden's winning and i was like i was gonna bet on biden but the odds got so bad that i was like i'm just gonna donate a thousand dollars dude vance i actually on tuesday on wednesday morning after the odds had shifted 
I bet on Trump because I was like, listen, if this mother they got you wins too. Against, they got you too. No, it was it was literally I can't handle if this guy wins. Oh, okay. So I, if this guy wins, I have to make money off. Of yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm never gonna forgive okay, myself you, for like, not like being got, like, oh, Trump won, but at least, at least I, I made five hundred dollars and I can donate this to some cause <laughs> that matters. To yeah, me. that's yeah, actually yeah. a good point. It's a good yeah. Point. Uh, but yeah, I was the opposite. I was like, I never entertained it. So it hit me very hard that night. But then I was like, but then I woke up actually one of the best moments of this whole thing was when, Oh, when did Pennsylvania Wednesday night, late Wednesday night, right. Is when the big Pennsylvania vote jump yeah. came in. The yeah. dump, Shout out to the phrase dumps, by the way. Yes, of course. I'm a child, but that was just so much fun. Yeah, like, we got a big dump coming. Yeah. Um, so John right. King and his magic wall. Goodness. That's right. Yes. Kornacki being, what was it? A map daddy? Is that what yes. they're calling them now? I believe. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that night. So Lauren rolled over at five 30 in the morning and goes, that's that <laughs> Biden's up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I was like, ah, <laughs> and I fell into the most amazing Mm-hmm. Three hours sleep. Really? Oh, that's um, wonderful. Oh, of my life. It was just like this release. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I was gonna ask y'all, do y'all feel like a weight has been lifted a little bit? Like Absolutely. not even a little bit, right? Like a good chunk. Absolutely. It's wild. I didn't even okay. I got man, I gotta find this on my phone now. Somebody sent me um the greatest uh message about like it's like almost like trauma victims. Like you didn't realize how much undue stress you were actually under. And even when you, even when Pennsylvania came through and Arizona looked like a sure thing, and it was like, I, even when Biden was giving his acceptance speech on Saturday, it was like, I want to believe it, but I, it's like, I've been so victimized for so long that you almost can't wrap your head around it. You want to experience that joy. I'm settling into it now, but it was, it was a great analogy. Yo, I'm going to bring this down, but Holy shit. You know, I just realized what millions of people are going through that exact same thing right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was curious. They're how y'all feeling the same the idea that like one, there's a bunch of people who haven't even that. accepted the fact that Biden is going to be president on January what is it, 20th. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've wondered to myself though, if it is a, um, similar, like a, a comparable feeling because it is. I wonder, I, I guess it is, I guess it is for, for some, but I wonder if there's a handful of people yeah. who, you know, did vote for Trump based solely on tax reasons or something like they're not truly Trumpers, let's say right. they're disgusted by the attitude and the rhetoric, but policy wise, they're like, I'm with this right huh. policy wise they're like okay what and so if biden wins they're like okay you know they probably eh. know this is for the better Shoulder anyway shoulders kind of thing right yeah I, I i'm asking myself that question no, what's the know. percentage of that though exactly i, I would love <laughs> to know the percentage of people who are like diehard cult following tiki torch carrying yeah Trumpers versus you know what i consider but again, I mean, we've said it before. I, there are people that came out over the last couple months that I have known for years that I was astonished to know. Oh man, it's like, is it brainwash or what? I, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's interesting the idea that, like, because the idea of a smaller government and fiscal responsibility isn't crazy, right? 
Sure, like, there right. is some like logic to that, but to go to the extreme of what Trump does and like to commit so ardently to that ideology that everything else that comes with it at this point you're willing to accept, right? Doesn't make a lot of sense to All me. All right, guys, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna drop. I thought this is like a billion dollar idea. I was gonna write a book about it. I think I understand. Yeah, you were definitely going to write a book. I think I understand Trump. And tell me if this analogy is bad because I think it's oh, fucking insane. Are you are you giving like, away your book idea right here on the podcast? Yes, Trump, okay. Trump is a political sports figure. He is a sports figure who he's in like politi- like politics is sports. Sure. And yeah, like which is a problem, by the way. We could yeah, like um, uh, To's going to run his mouth. To's, but you know what? To's going to get me what I want. Right. He Theo's shows up on the field and he produces, downs, right? Yeah. Which is touchdowns. Okay. Um, I, I mean, even better, like, uh, oh, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather is a piece of shit. Right. He's so, so many followers. So many followers that worship him because he is like a cult of personality and he's in, he, like, so they, they don't, from what I understand from the people that I know that love Trump, they don't care so much about the politics they say they do but i don't think they do they care more about the person who trump is and they love him they and so they like feeling have, like they're represented right yeah like, he just somebody has paid attention to them whether or not he actually has is a different discussion but they feel like they have a voice now and somebody hate, who gives a shit what they like say. they feel I, like they I have hate. a franchise quarterback that can get them to the playoffs and he runs okay. his mouth and because like, so I, I would bring up my, my, the Twitter stuff to like people that I know that voted for Trump that are my friends. And I bring up the Twitter stuff and they'd be like, yeah, someone just needs to take his Twitter away from him. Like it's crazy. It's out, but I love how much it offends people. But the thing is, it's about the touchdowns, Eric. It's not. Yeah, about, no, it, it's about he isn't him touchdown. without Twitter. Like he doesn't have the following or the influence or he's not. So to go back to your analogy, right? Like he's not throwing as many touchdowns or as for, as for many yards. No, but without the Twitter, good. right? Like remember, he needs that. But remember that 2016 season, dude, he was like so good. And like, he was rising in the ranks and yeah. dude, he had this great D coordinator under him and this great offensive coordinator. And, and, and we thought he was gonna be great. And I still believe in this guy. That's what it is. And so yeah, like, I feel like it plays though to like, again, like the coward thing and like people's insecurities. Like he's like this big bully that like Eric said, like uh, uh, represents people who feel underrepresented that wouldn't otherwise have the balls to like say all these crazy things that maybe they're thinking. And he's, you know, the stand up figure for it. But I yeah. mean, can that be supported? Like, it's just, I mean, you're right. Cause that, that's, that's where the analogy kind of, that's an interesting part of the analogy in that like what he espouses, like, on the Twitter, people are also fired up about. Right. Um, so this goes back to the gamifying of politics, right? Like I've been thinking a lot about this since this election and the idea that this has become about winning and losing and not necessarily moving things forward within the country, right? Like the only way for you to succeed is for your opponent to fail. Right. Right. Like you can't have a bipartisan thing that is good for everybody. Yeah. It's either, Oh, this side got what they wanted or this side didn't get what they want. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if this sort of election and the idea that 47% of the people voted for 
this person who is obviously not equipped to do this job. And people voted for people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. in, in overwhelming and numbers. To be fair, guys, these are what liberals would say. We are not <laughs> saying this. This is right. Yeah, like yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. When I put on my liberal hat and mask. Uh, four, say, uh, by the way, guys, let's take a little break here. Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Um, if you need any sort of outdoor type of uh, you have a party, you have a, uh, if you have a presentation to do, if you yeah. need to reach a wide audience, Four Seasons Total Landscaping, go to their site, www.fourseasonstotallandscaping.com. Yeah. And, and okay, so that's just a little advice. Hey Vance, there. can you do me a favor and look up the website of the adult bookstore that is next to Four yeah, Seasons Total Landscaping? They, they gave because us, one, we should support Fantasy them Island, too. I think. Well, yeah, Fantasy Island, I think that's right. And two, let's also quit kink shaming their dildo madness sale. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, you know, if you want to have a dildo madness sale, have a dildo madness sale. Like rock out, do your make thing. all your stops in one. It's, it's, the, it's there. Exactly. For you. Everything you need. You can, uh, never mind. I'm not well, going to say that. You know, but- <laughs> Joe is a frequent, frequent mm-hmm. of that, of that, of that store next to yeah. Oh, yeah. From my understanding. Stuff. Yeah. He, he ships all his stuff from fantasy Island to South Dakota. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he really, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, now that we got that cleared up, I don't even know what we were talking about. Hey, actually, I was going to ask y'all, did, have you talked to any people you know that voted for Trump and like how they're processing this, that kind of thing? I've heard I almost through, my beer out, dude. <laughs> I've, heard no. through, I've heard through the, um, the text exchange with the individuals that I... They're like a fr- they're like a friend removed away from me. So okay. my friend, re- like she's on two text exchange, one with me and my friends, and then she hears the other side, and she man screenshots, and the- it's great. I mean, basically, it was you know recounts, recounts. Just mm-hmm. let's let's just wait till those recounts right. come in. Let's see what the legal votes actually look like. Trump yeah. voter that can be a not a sore loser. Is it possible? Is that exist out there? So do you think part of that is that the entire apparatus around him, like there's a whole Republican Party who in theory in previous years would have been like, oh, look, congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden. But they're not doing that right now. In every administration that's ever existed. Did you all see Kelly McAmit? How do you say her last name? Right. The press secretary? Yeah. She was on um, a Fox show. It was either this morning or yesterday. And – and the host was asking her, so, you know, at, at what point, you know, is Trump even going to plan to show up to the inauguration? And, and she goes, well, yes, um, uh, he will have to be showing up as he is accepting the nomination, you know, the, the presidency <laughs> yeah. for the second oh, term. I mean, straight face. Crazy. And the guy was just like, oh, okay. And thank you for joining yeah, our broadcast. Also, shout out to the uh, alternate universe, man. Like major news networks who dropped the Trump press conference because your boy here was watching on CNN who did not. Same. And that did not go well for my emotional state, <laughs> as y'all right. are fully aware. But I didn't know that they did that either. And I heard that and I was like, wow, that is amazing. And Yo, even Eric. Fox that in good confidence, we cannot air this yes. mass yeah. spreading of lies. E, that's yeah. like courageous. You were watching that. What dude, you're a, Baller. I did too. I, I did never. too. You watched it too. Y'all are like the fortitude we're, of we're like. We're masochists. We're the masochists. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> we're no. just low key about it. Way. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because going in, I was the one that was like, fuck you. We're going to win. Fuck you. And then when it happened, I was the one that was like, 
I'm going to bed. I'm watching uh, the Netflix How to Train Your Dragon series. Pretty good. I'm liking <laughs> Pretty it. Pretty good. Best it's Zack like, Snyder movies that exist. It's but like, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a train wreck that you just can't look away from. I mean. Well, do you think, Ashley, part of it is that the fact that, like, as Kelly and McInerney just said, like, they're pretending like he won. So is right. part of our masochism the idea that, like, there is a, even if it's only a 1% fear that this actually isn't over yet. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess I wanted to see like the mental unraveling of this person and what they were, what he was willing to do, like what kind of forces of legal action he was going to try to pull or some executive crazy yeah, being the legal BS. expert that he is. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted to see where his head was at. Like if he was at all hinting at, he, you know, knew that this was over and keeping up the facade or if he was like full on, like this is just, you know, I mean, if, if they have to carry this guy out of the white house screaming and uh, flailing in a straitjacket, I'll never be happier. No, but Ashley, you just made me realize now what's so amazing about what happened is that it's all just funny now. Right. It's all back to being funny again. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you don't have to take it seriously, right? Oh, like it has no so real exactly power. Exactly what I have thought. Oh. It's just butter. Like, so I'm eating it up. So I'm eating it up now. I'm like, oh, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Like, You're watching what he says now, what right, say? I subscribe yeah. to his Twitter. I'm like, yeah. what are you going to say next? Yes. Let's go. I want to see this. It's the, yes, it's, it's the unraveling that will just continue. And it's, it, and, and people are literally like, we don't care anymore. Like you don't like Biden's out there. He's got his task force. He's in it. I mean, he's already to work. It's amazing. Which also, we need to talk about, hello, we're going to have a yeah, woman Kamala. in the White House. Yes. We're going to have a, hey, no, no, most conservative podcast. We're going to have a gentleman of vice, whatever his <laughs> name right. is. What Shout is out, out call the him? dogs Second, being back in the White House. Shout out to animals back in the White House. Doug. We're, we're going to have a gentleman, a vice Second gentleman. gentleman. Second gentleman. Doug seems, Second kind of, gentleman. Doug seems dope as fuck. Honestly. I liked, yeah. Yeah, Doug. Totally Doug does. seems cool. Kamala was pretty cool. I had never thought Kamala wasn't cool. She's really fucking cool. You yeah. know what I saw today? I disagree with her policy. Y'all know that but... Kamala dated Montel Williams? Shut the fuck up. Does not door. surprise me at all. Yes. You've Does got not surprise me at all. <laughs> Google that shit. She probably I saw... okay, dated him. To be fair, I just saw like, the headline. Went on a like... date with him and he and she was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, there are pictures on a red carpet. That's all I got for you. Ooh, red so carpet. what red carpet invited Montel Williams is probably a different conversation. That is, there you but go. we okay, that's the next episode. <laughs> let's talk about that red carpet and the people that were there. Let's talk about like <laughs> it was what him, they did. It was Jenny Jones. It was Ricky Lake. Wendy Williams. <laughs> exactly. Joe, Joe, if you get if we're I, I'm fifty percent sure we can actually even get this to the interwebs, but Joe, if you're listening. This, point. You <laughs> yeah. need to research that. Where did Kamala Harris go to a uh, party with Montel? Oh, sorry, a red carpet with Montel Williams? I don't know. There are photos. Man, I'm pulling up the pictures that right now. Okay, so just Joe, just Montel Williams and 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 our vice president. It Joe was both a both both Joe landscaping. Kamala, Kamala Harris is a person. I doubt Joe knows that Montel Williams is a person. Yeah, <laughs> true. Familiar true. with. You know, this is how we do it, and he just switched up who they are. <laughs> right, right. The wow. best react, the best. I'm not the father reaction on Jerry Springer is the guy who does the 
You know, have you seen that guy where he does like he does like these awesome like? Yeah, but that those weren't Jerry Springer; those were Jenny Jones, right? Am I wrong about that? No, Ricky Lake, one Ricky, of the other Ricky Lake, or uh, no, um, uh, Maury Povich. Maury, that's what it is. So yeah, what, yeah. Daytime, is daytime television going to die out? And that's very sad. No, Drew Barrymore just moved to daytime, and she's very good at it. I love Drew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't seen any of that. Have you, Eric? Yeah, of you course seen I have. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. I, I need to check. That. I'm gonna record that. Yeah, she's she's very good at it. Yeah, I, I can see her being very good at that. I would definitely yeah, I, watch. You know, as Ellen phases out due to whatever Ellen's issues were, or are, I guess to put in present. What is the deal with that? I've noticed that she's uh, not like she doesn't host every day now. Like I feel like she has guest hosts. Quite oh a bit. wait 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 wait. Y'all know about Ellen? What, yeah yeah Ellen? yeah. Oh oh guys guys guys. Like there was this like big scandal. With yeah, we know. we know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, Vance, okay. go into it, Vance. Uh, I want okay, you yeah. to give me the details. I, I really you know what I am? Give take, me the deets, Vanny. Uh, you know what I'm going to take this opportunity to do is just I'm going to take this opportunity to rant about something that I want to rant about, and th- this is what I want to rant about because that would be off topic. For Y'all me. saw the Alito thing where Alito was saying like crazy shit. Yeah, what the fuck is okay. that? Dude's okay, so no, wait, Alito is so so take that douchebaggery. Take that. Hold on, Vance. Stop. Explain what Alito did for Ashley. Um, he basically like he made a bunch of like like almost like like crazy unusual political speech that was like very skewed conservative and actually yeah, there like, were far right ideologies coming from a Supreme Court justice, and it was like odd stuff. That's okay. Alito, man. He's a piece of shit. Okay, the, you know who's more of a you know he's even more if Alito's a piece of shit. This person is a a parasite that is the most piece of sh- that lives on multiple pieces of shit and just travels around other pieces of shit uh, to teach these devils. Man. Yes. To ruin this, the, 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 the system that we've had for 300 years and we're going to have to change now. And yeah. that person is the person that I quoted at my goddamn wedding, justice, goddamn Kennedy. He Ooh. is the entire reason why we're in this situation. You know why? No, I don't. Go on. Yeah. Uh, let's let's do a little googling here. Yeah, Google Ken- that. Kennedy, Justice Kennedy, son Trump. Oh, uh, which son? Oh, which son are we talking about here? It doesn't matter. That's a <laughs> fair point. Matter. That's a fair point. Does it matter? Uh, are you all excited for Donald Jr. or Eric Trump's run? By the way, let's just. Oh. No, wait, wait. But, or Ivanka? Wait. It's gonna be Ivanka. Uh, but ooh, that's interesting. In all seriousness. Justice Kennedy is like one of my most hated people in the in the world. He knew what he was doing uh, when he stepped down, and it's just the worst, right? People that know what they're doing, dude. He knew what he was doing. He knew he would fill it. He, Trump would fill it. And not only does he not care about the integrity of the court, he spent his entire fucking judicial career being the like bell of the ball. Oh, who's gonna? It's like everyone writes their briefs to Kennedy because he was the swing vote. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do this time, guys. Oh, I don't know." And he's like, "It was, it was it persuade me this way, persuade me that way." And he was just like, he never had an actual opinion. His writing was decent. He was actually a pretty good writer. But so his he, clerks were pretty good writers, is what. You're but telling? the reason why actually your reproductive rights might be um uh, removed from your control is be is directly because of Justice Kennedy. Well, and that fuck this guy. Yeah, there you 100%. go. Write a letter, because I don't know, man. When that happened, I was like, 
I was when what happened, Vance? When Kennedy um uh gave up his seat. Down. Right, yeah. Yeah. When that happened, I was like I was angry for like a month. It's just like you don't do the Supreme Court is such a bastion of legal like excellency on a right. worldwide Do you think that should be past tense was? No. No. I was curious about that. No, no, no. Yes, yes, in a way, in a way, Eric, in a way. The Constitution is the greatest document that's ever been produced by human beings. That's what I think. Mm. Um, I think, it's I think the, that's reasonable. I, I think I think it's the greatest, and and, and part of that is the um, fair and and the integrity of the court. If we didn't have integrity mm-hmm. in the court, mm-hmm. none of this shit would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be useless, right? And so mm-hmm. let's let this pawn scum fucking appoint a justice. I'm just voluntarily step down and let him. Like who didn't win the popular vote? How are you yeah. going to step down? Don Lemon's quote about this was great. I'm like, we, we, yeah, I'm not like waking president, up now. A president, Go ahead, a president who was impeached, who lost the popular vote, got three, three, a third of our Supreme Court is appointed by this. And 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 he and, and Kennedy knew exactly what he was doing. That's not. It cool. was calculated. That's he knew exactly what he was doing. It seems very Fuck that un- guy. Pack um, courts. Do you, so do you guys unpartisan know? or like it, it? Like it is partisan. Like he. Like that's a very obvious. It seems move. antithetical to what a Supreme Court justice. Should, Thank you. Should. Exactly. Right. Uh, meanwhile, RG. Like, let's contrast that with a hero. Right. Um, she held until her death. Freaking. She bed. literally. Right. Was was who was on her freaking, deathbed was like, don't let this motherfucker. Yeah. So like my we, spot. And we've got to honor her memory. We've got to pack the courts. We have to amend the constitution, mm-hmm. make it 13 because they fought fire with fire. That can be another episode, but if no, actually I was going to ask y'all about that. Like, what do you think the move is? Obviously we don't know how the Senate's going to go. It's going to be pretty dependent on Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's all donated. To yes. 100%. To the conservative party. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. I don't know their names who are running, but go. Whoever. Whoever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's running either, but I donated. <laughs> I know the liberal names. I don't know the uh, I don't even know the liberal names. names. I don't even know what their names are. I'm it's Ossoff and Warnock. All I know is Stacey Abrams is a hero and amazing human being on the planet. Yeah, shout out to her for losing and then just being like, you know what? I still have influence. I still have. Yeah. yeah and not, and, yeah. And, not and, and not being like that close and getting the ego to be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to take this straight to the white house. And instead just devoting her entire life and time over those years to turning the state, which helped us. That's close a out good this point. Week. Actually, there's a lot of heroes that came out of this. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't know if y'all uh, are like me, but you Trump. get a text from Powered by People every fucking day. I get a lot of texts before yeah. the uh, election. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I assume you did. I was getting, I was getting at least four to five calls a day, and at least four to five texts a day. Yeah, I also actually received some very kind of sketchy mail, um, handwritten oh, mail. Yes, handwritten. Handwritten mail, and it was um, God. Again, this is, I should have saved this for this podcast, but it was uh, like really crazy stuff, like a handwritten postcard with my name on it, like "Dear Ashley," like basically just trying to get out the vote. But it seemed like it was coming from a conservative 
um, in very teeny tiny small print, there was like this really weird, like the coalition of Chicago voters or something. Like, why are they sending me a postcard that's handwritten to my address in Austin, Texas? It's insane. Yeah, that's, um, Ashley, that's just called a um, creepy person writing you a letter. <laughs> no, but it, like my parents got it too. Like they all got it. Like I sent all my I sent all my permanent mail still to my parents' address because you know I've moved around. Did it? Was it signed Nigerian Prince? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you inherited a hundred million? You inherit, yeah. Just your you mother's maiden what, name and your social security. I actually was going to bring this up because no one can see this on the podcast, but this is what I did. This is my last contribution. This is what I was doing. I was playing old union songs, and uh, we are all. Oh, I'm aware, pants. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So actually, this is what I was doing. Wait, 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 hold on. Can you see that? Is that too much? Yeah, clear? I can see it. Kind of. Okay. You look very dapper there. Oh, I was. I was dressed up. Nice. Oh, y'all should see the picture of my dad. I'm not going to be able to find this either, but my dad, y'all, my dad straight up bought a like 1776 full garb costume. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Being like, we're taking democracy back. We're, we're That's back in business. Amazing. Dude, I always go back to my roots too, man. I always go back to like so you, 1776. Let's he, go. I mean, my mom didn't know that he was doing this and he comes out of... The, the closet just dr- it's like a brocade full thing with the hat and everything and he's <laughs> he was like no we're going back to what this country was supposed to be that's amazing that that's should have been my Mr. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing holy shit i need a picture of this yeah i'm gonna find i'll i'll definitely find it because it was so uh, vance sent that video and i went ahead and sent a video of me in front of the movie the patriot oh, with man. Mel Gibson. oh nice so i nice. loved that video that yeah. was that was that was me so. i loved that video uh my uh cousin-in-law did a collage like an artistic collage of all of the insane I think you, you were on the thread, E, when I sent this. All the insane faces. Oh, oh yes. that yes, is a please. good look. Man, that yeah. man, that man. That's, not, so even, that's not even the best one. You know I mean, what? That the- man, he might have not been like a frontline in- infantry man, but he would be a sniper. <laughs> He'd be <laughs> back there. Yeah, yeah, long yeah. musket. Yeah. He was the part Patriot. of the, like, battle plan that actually won the war right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hiding in corners not meeting yes. the british in the field one-on-one right. that's a militia man strategy exactly yeah Strategist. Mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah, a militia man militiaman uh, adams yeah true statesman yes yeah he's a private though no he's not a private he's a he's like he's let's give him a colonel i was gonna say y'all we should back on, on the daytime i meant to say we got to give a shout out to alex trebek y'all 100 percent. yeah I can't 100%. talk. It's it's hard for me when people it die. Hurts, I can't right? talk about it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are, y- are y'all Jeopardy fans? I used to record Jeopardy back when I had DVR. Who's mm-hmm. not a Jeopardy fan? I know who. You, yeah, you Actually, cannot be. Lauren, I will. I mean, I've always liked it, but I didn't care about it that much. But for some reason, when I first when I moved back. Well, actually, it was the James Holzhauer that kind of got me into it again. Oh, interesting. And I, since I work from home all day, every day, I did in my previous job. And obviously, since COVID, I, I've been I've been an avid uh, 4 p.m. player every day. And it's so yeah. fun. It's amazing, right? 
And I, I also feel happy that I know a lot more than I thought, actually. Now yeah, you feel like you do well depending on the categories, especially. Oh, yeah. Man, when they hit with the pop culture, you know, we're just, <laughs> boom, boom, Yes, boom, ma'am. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I used to record Jeopardy. And it was one of those things where during the summer, right? Like, as y'all are fully aware that my mother is a teacher. Yeah. So one of the family things we would do in the summer sometimes is watch Jeopardy together. Oh, that's see, that's fun. That's so cool. like we were all there for the Ken Jennings run, right? Like we were yes. oh, Jeopardy legend. Out with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's an interesting Do you think he'll take over? Do you think he'll be the So host? yeah, that was my question is who oh, do y'all okay. think should actually take over the host because that those are big shoes to fill. It's a very unique job. Who's the top three right now? Well, I've heard actually that there's a sportscaster who I'll never know the name of um, that's in the runnings, actually. So but what I've, I've I heard, heard when... George Stephanopoulos. <gasps> really? Way... Yes. No. Do not I've met George Stephanopoulos. I met George Do not take him from college football. Well, he's a newscaster, so I don't know where he would be in college. Oh, wait. Who am I thinking of? Yeah, you're not thinking know. of. <laughs> Ashley, he's what like, did you meet your right, I'm, I'm cool. I'm out. <laughs> I, um, so uh, back in my film days, there was a uh, – I, I co-kind of helped on a short that starred – long story short, there was a pilot. I don't know if you guys remember it. Probably It was like three episodes, only made it on ABC called My Generation, and it was about our generation. It was actually um, a handful of people that have done kind of B-list stuff, but it was a really good show. It, it was shooting here in Austin. It only lasted like it only they shot a full season, but you know the pilot only made it like four episodes in. It, it got canceled. Anyway, we became friends with some of the cast because people, you know, we were all in the film industry together, and um, we were hanging out with them. And one of the guys went on to star in a Broadway play. Written by Amanda Peet, starring love Amanda Peet. Love Amanda Peet, starring Blythe Danner and Sarah Jessica Parker, who I oh, clearly am have been obsessed with. You know, Sex and the City, of course, every girl. And so, uh, shout out to Failure to Launch. Who are you, the record, by Sex the way? Who are you? Failure to Launch. I'm That's a good Car- question. I'm Carrie for sure. I think Carrie. Okay, hundred yeah. percent the correct. Yep, name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vance, wait, Vance, who are you? Yeah, you're Charlotte. <laughs> Either Samantha or Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Samantha. Yeah. No, that's Sometimes I don't give a fuck. Honestly, I, I, I do think that's fair. I think certain aspects of Vance are Samantha. Eric, when I told when I Miranda. So I, I know think, I am Miranda. It's when I, when I lived in New York, I was Samantha. It's good. I'm, I, I'm probably, I, I'm actually a pretty good toss up between Miranda and uh, Carrie. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have no Miranda in me. Anyway, my best friend Liz and I decided to book a just a trip to New York for my 28th birthday. And I messaged him because I knew that he was uh, in the run of this play. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, I think I can get you tickets because, of course, it's totally sold out with that kind of billing. And uh, he got us a couple tickets. It was amazing. Uh, he came out to the front of the theater and met us out there afterwards and was like, Hey, like we're closing down, but I think cast is still hanging out. Do you want to meet Sarah Jessica? And I mean, our minds just what? So not so not so he walks us into the back of this beautiful Broadway playhouse, and it's um, not only so Blythe Danner literally is like, oh, thank you for coming, girls. Like I love Blythe Danner mostly from Parenthood, but shout out to Blythe Danner. Love her as well, Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. I mean, gotta love that. 
And um, yeah, it's us and just, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker's friends, uh, Michael J. Fox and George Stephanopoulos and his wife, <laughs> Allie Wentworth, came to see the play that night as well. Oh, what the so fuck? It's, it's me, Liz, our actor friend, Sarah Jessica, Michael J. Fox, Allie Wentworth, and George Stephanopoulos. Oh, just like wow. shooting the shit there for a couple minutes. Sarah Jessica yeah, we got very told, us, different lives. told us that we were dressed perfectly, which was just like mind-blowing oh, cool. given the yeah. And and shook Michael J. Fox and George Stephanopoulos' hands, who were perfectly nice. They're they are also okay. about five foot four inches tall. Yeah, they're all yeah. Short, isn't right? that a thing with Hollywood? Like, isn't everybody way shorter? Than way you? shorter, way shorter. Everyone. Uh, so that's like that's a lot. Maybe yeah. not everyone, but like the people who they make look big. Like you can kind of feel it, right? Like totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if like if you're five ten, you like look Tom like Tom Cruise is like five seven, right? Or five, oh yeah, if Tom Cruise is five seven. Yeah. Sean Penn is like five eight. Like if you're George Clooney, I think is like five ten. I've heard. I haven't. I haven't met him, but uh, if you are like five ten or five eleven, you might as well look like you're six foot three on screen. Yeah, they're you know? very good. They're good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If wow. you start googling it, it'll really blow your mind. Like even like singers. I thought it was like too. just Tom Cruise. I thought it was like just certain. Actors. Oh no 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 no. Uh-uh. So how tall is Zac Efron? Oh, like five eight. What? Yeah. So he's just a little little guy. Oh, most all it, it's the craziest thing because Wait, how little tall people are good. But you can't be like physically that skinny and small and look like that. Exactly. Well, the Rock and does. be six two. Oh yeah, but Hugh Jackman's six three though. No. Yeah, way. but that's very. Yeah, he's that's unique. Hugh Jackman? Yeah, I just Googled it. Google never lies. He's that guy from 5'8". Hugh Jackman? I would have... That... Okay. So in Greatest that, Showman, he's just a, just a little dude dancing with him. It's like me and John dancing. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to John Rowe. Yeah, John Rowe. That's hilarious. Me and yes, John. The podcast. Don't I have no idea he that tall. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who are actually that size, right? Sure. In general, I would say most Hollywood people. One time, I know, one time I made Lauren watch um, Hugh Jackman powerlifting videos with me. She had fun doing that. Are you a big? Are you a Wolverine fan? <laughs> no, I think I was just like kind of high. It's like <laughs> she's like, let's watch Hugh Jackman deadlift. Yes, basically, basically, yeah. And it was awesome. It's interesting that your high video watching was like Hugh Jackman uh, deadlift. That's right? I had to see it. Okay. That okay. man can bend metal. But that man can also the- sing and dance. Like, He's wow. Amazing. Very yeah. talented. He makes great like content with Ryan Reynolds. Shout I'm just going to say it. Don't think his voice is that good. I don't think his voice is that good. Yeah. I mean, is it, I don't think that he claims to, I don't think he's like a practicing like singer, but okay, he good. can, but he's a, but he's a performer and he carries yeah. it. He carries it off. Well. It's good for somebody who is mainly an actor, right? Who's right. Yes. But I feel like all the actors can sing. I don't that's, think that's true. It's not true, but uh, but because a lot. remember uh, Les Miserables and Russell Crowe, like oh, well, so like Les Miserables. I wanted to just just one slit my throat one day more. <laughs> yeah, it, and he would like he would so, oh, oh, this is how he would sing <laughs> like this. It would be very choppy. Yeah. He's like they didn't even <laughs> teach him to breathe. Right? Like that was, that the was no, he didn't even try. No, that was pretty bad. Like, take some voice lessons or People something. People take dude. real issue with Anne Hathaway. She has like a, you know, there's a whole internet 
You haven't heard about this? There's a whole internet thing. She can, about the internet hates Anne Hathaway. The internet hates Anne Hathaway. And I actually, uh, I don't mind her. That movie where she killed her stepbrother or something, and the like, family blamed her it on her. Um, and they Rachel were doing getting married. Rachel getting married. Yeah. Yo, she, she was. She like. I still remember that movie. And I still remember that dishwashing. She's scene. great in that movie. That dishwashing. She was nominated scene. for an Academy Award for that. I think that dishwashing scene. I still think about about yeah. how yeah. the kid rearranged. Like that is like right. That's good writing though. That's just like yeah. But she no. But I, you have to have the performance to pull that. Yeah, off. and she's so like beautifully bitchy that she pulled it off. Yeah, she's I think the exact that, right that, amount that, of damage. Yeah, I think that was the big turning role for her after the Princess Diaries stuff. Like people were like, "Okay, this girl has some chops here that aren't just like teen Disney movies." Yeah, yeah. She was so good in that. I, I'll never forget that movie. I don't want to watch it ever again. It was so depressing. That's such it's a. a- <laughs> what? Oh, that's a good question. What's another movie that you would like Reckon never watch dream. again? Reckon for Dream. Yeah, yeah, I no, I'm never sitting through that. Oh, again. interesting. I watched Summer Requiem for a Dream the other day, actually. Oh, no, no, no. What? I changed, I changed the channel. E, on that you one. are a sadist. Trump's uh, speech. <laughs> and then, you know what I think it is? I think it's that that movie is probably the reason that I, going back to the beginning, the fear that we experience sometimes, I think that movie made me fear drugs in general. Mm hmm. Well, there you go. That was the it did, goal. It did, it did the idea yeah. of drugs. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think that's also like one of the better Jared Leto performances. Mm-hmm. Oh. Really good Marlon Wayne's performance, actually. Jennifer yes. Connelly. So Jennifer Connelly. I'm the always cast. in on Jennifer Connelly. Ellen Bernstein. I mean, the cast is yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and it's Ellen also. Ellen Bernstein was nominated for that, too, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Is that Never again. Darren I've also met Darren Aronofsky, I have to say. What's another super. Uh, I can't do uh, There Will Be Blood again. I understand. I saw I, it three times in the theater. Too, three. It's too... No. They're too good. They're too good. <laughs> it's creepy. I hate it. It's... Yeah. I've I seen it twice, to- and yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. What I would prefer to do, and what I have done before, is just watch, like, um, Daniel Day-Lewis just being like, I abandoned my child on YouTube. Like, that's all <laughs> Really, right? Well, I just watch so Kings of do New York. That. Just watch Kings of New York, man. You're fine. It's kind of the True. same thing. True. I, I, I think he's better in there. Will you blood? Yes, right? he is. I he know is. he was amazing. But I, yeah, the sure I thought, who's his co-star in that? In which one? Uh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. There will be blood. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Dano. That guy creeped me the fuck out in that movie. A creepy dude. He was so good. It was. It, it reminds me of if you guys are watching He's the current season of Fargo. The not yet. Okay, all right. There's a character it, it, is this that's one, just is as good. Chris Rock in that now? Yeah, this is the Chris Rock one. Man. It's um, I really really liked the first two episodes. I just watched the third episode. It was meh, but I think it was a filler one, so I'm not going to judge it. So Vance, have you watched the previous seasons of Fargo? Everyone, man. Okay, so I'm a season two guy. Like season two is everything I want out of a TV show, and the other ones I'm just like, eh, they're fine. I've watched season two three times. Okay. Uh, Are Joel and Ethan Cohen actively involved in this, or I think they might get producing credit, but I don't think they're actively. They're, they're not like writing on. Yeah, it. this they're is not, um, yeah. Noah Hawley. I think is the person who's mostly responsible for this. He's the guy that did Legion and. Mm-hmm. 
He did a movie as well that I can't. Recall. See, I didn't like. I just started getting into like looking at who the writer is and looking at who the director is. I was never into that until like a year ago. Yo, it's very useful. It is. I love it now. <laughs> it ties yeah. things together. You're like, oh, I like that movie, and now I like this show. That makes sense because, yeah, dude, I, I didn't know, realize that, and I just started doing that, and I watched the Avatar, the like cartoon show. And I was like, I would always look at the oh. director and the writer. Last Airbender. Yeah, and then I found out that some of the people that were on that were on the um, that Elf show, um, the Dragon something on Netflix. It's some anime show that's on Netflix. It's amazing. It's like so good. Wait, it's called the Dragon Prince. The Dragon Prince. Mm. Go watch it. There's so sorry, much man. You are you you are by yourself. On yeah, that. but it, but I like never noticed who was directing and writing stuff until like a year ago and now yeah it helps me i'm like oh i know this person did this mm-hmm. i'm gonna like this like the reason i am jacked to hear for dune yeah is mostly because of denny villeneuve right okay yes. what did he do he um, did prisoners and sicario oh and prisoners. uh blade runner 2049 yeah oh yeah so he's gonna go oh and arrival oh blade, he is blade runner meets dune Yes, I would like that. Yeah, I would like that a lot, dude. That's gonna, gonna be have really to good. wait for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my True Detective. Have you seen all of them, Ashley? No, I haven't. Actually. Okay. Well, season four. I'm not spoiling anything, but mm-hmm. season four is my favorite because who would it? So, so basically, what? It, it, dude, season four. Who doesn't want to see two old dogs? getting back on the trail and solving that goddamn murder or tried to, I guess. I mean, it's very good, but Oh, it's my favorite season. One has McConaughey and Harrelson for their top performance Four and one jostle for contention. I mean, I love Mahershala as much as anybody. And these are, wait, 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 no, I'm sorry. Three is my favorite with the old guys. Are you talking about Tim Riggins? No, I'm talking about where the, um, you're talking about Steven Dorf and Mahershala Ali, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that one. Okay. Is that it's one? very good, but it is not one. Wait, Tim Riggins. That's Taylor Kitsch, right? Taylor Kitsch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who I have met in person, by the way. Oh, really? See, now that's interesting. My truck, I, my so truck I met him Tim when Riggins. I worked at the uh, museum, and he came in to see a movie, and I talked with him for 20 minutes as he tried to get into the party next door. That's was he nice? Awesome. He was very nice. And it, I've heard he is actually tall as well. Uh. Or, He's average height, right? He's like yeah. really Riggins, yeah, the middle linebacker for the East Dillon, Dillon Pan- Panthers for the yeah. Dillon Pan- the East Dillon yeah, Panthers, West Dillon, my guy. Oh, West Dillon. Sorry, right. there weren't even there wasn't an East or West. There was just Dillon Panthers. Exactly, yeah, Go yeah. Panthers. Though we we know you, Go Panthers. You know, I named my truck after Tim Riggins. My truck. Would you name your truck Tim Riggins? <laughs> I love. It. Is that your <laughs> truck's name? Yes, of course. And Text- wait, what kind of truck do you have again? Uh, 1500 uh, Silverado LT uh, 5.3 liter V8. Chevy is Chevy is Chevy like a rock. Yeah, Chevy. It was strong as it could be. I love how the only person that's still listening to this is Joe. Yeah, he's loving it though. He's loving it's it. Joe and my mother. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe my sister since she was on last week. Okay, got it. Yeah. Great I enjoyed job. that, by the way. Good cameo. That was fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, we we had some good laughs there. Joe and his cargo pants. I I still oh, I man. still laugh on that one. Poor guy. Joe. 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 <laughs> we miss you, Joe. Actually, you, you know what? We should have a segment 
that talks about Joe's fashion. <laughs> I'm gonna st- I'm gonna think about. It. I need to write that down. It's gotta be a segment of like, what is Joe wearing right now? But but not now that he's. He, what we did Joe wear yesterday? Where we dissect well, all I, of our fashions. No, I got it. I pick, how day, I pick a day of the week, and I go, Joe, on Wednesday. What did you wear before work? What did you wear during work? And what did you wear after work? And I no, want to know. I think this is a really good idea because I've found that specifically my work fashion has been shaped by the Hyde Park dress code far more <laughs> than I had hoped or anticipated. I'm a polo guy. Yeah. Right? That is Man, hilarious. Yeah. It's just like, well, if I just wear polos and khakis, and khakis it's going to bother me. That's kind of- right? So, and I already got it. So See, that's incredible. E, I love yeah. it. You need to upgrade and find someone that just buys your clothes for you. Cause that's, I, mean, that's okay. I've, I haven't bought anything or any shoe. Like I don't need, I need one pair of jeans, one pair of khakis, two collared shirts and that's it. Ashley, how do you feel about that? State? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, somebody who buys your clothes for you, are you talking about your wife or you have an actual yeah, assistant? Yeah. She <laughs> tried to convince me that I need more than one pair of shoes, more than two uh, shirts and more than two pairs of jeans. I'll tell you how I feel about this. I would normally argue it, except for that COVID life. I mean, we don't I, have to go anywhere. I I'm right. I actually legitimately dry cleaned things for like maybe the second time this year. And I just took like a huge bundle. And even still, a lot of it is stuff that I was like, why am I even doing this? I'm not even going to wear, like, I don't even know where, yeah, especially wh- now that they're telling us to lock down for the rest of the year. I'm like, hello, it's this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Lauren t-shirts said, like, and athletic shorts. That's all I've been wearing. Yeah. Lauren said the like a- athleisure is like really doing well now, apparently. Oh, which makes it is, sense. It is. It is 100% through the roof. Like any, all these brands that sell pajamas and robes and stuff out of control. And then athleisure. Yeah. Leggings. I did, I did buy a robe, you know, sweatshirts. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I mean, that also like you'll see Jude law at like a museum. Right. And mm-hmm. like the, just fantastic athleisure fit that you could ever see, right? Like just oh, really yeah. Cool. yeah. No, some of it, yeah. I mean, I still follow the like all the streetwear fashion stuff. And yeah, I mean, people make Ugg boots and leggings look fabulous, you know, with like awesome coats and whatever. But um, yeah, if we ever got any They look comfortable, but they've spent a thousand dollars. My yeah. my my last question is because you guys are both in Austin, mm-hmm. what's it like COVID wise right now? Cases are on the rise. But like, um, like, do you go to like restaurants? And if you do, don't go, do you drive by them? Are they crowded? Like, what's the feel of the city? Oh, dude. So uh, shout out to Matzel Rancho, who should be a sponsor of this podcast. This is That is sponsor. Sorry. That go is, ahead. yeah. 1952, this restaurant for people who are not familiar, have been, the, seriously, it's been open since 1952. It's on South Lamar. It's one of my favorite Tex-Mex you know, restaurants of all time. My dad, I mean, we, he was going there since he was in a high chair. Yeah, nobody anyway, mess. And it's one gross- of the few Austin staples left, right? That's and crazy. I can get good Mexican food there, dude. I'm going there next time, man. I come yeah. Back. Yeah. Let's, meet you there, together. Let's go together. Fuck man. We're there. Um, We're there. So, yes. so I picked this up curbside because again, I am in quarantine for the baptism of my nephew slash godson coming up on Sunday. But, um, that place are they going to do a COVID with people wait, wait, crawling. I, okay. It, Wait, there's a bunch of people at Matt's? I mean... Like outdoors or inside? In a line around both sides of the restaurant in order to get in. Curbside pickup was full, which that's fine. 
but the rest the the parking lot every single space filled people parking up on the curbs I mean, drove the people. So I was just like, and I honestly think because I actually, I did go eat there on Wednesday, last Wednesday, Judgment. but I, I went there, I, I went there, um, on a Wednesday night at like five 30 kind of early ish and yeah. sat outside. Cause I'm not doing indoor outside. only sit outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, we got in right away. There was no line. There was no wait. It was, it was a downtime. So that, so that was, you know, seemed fine and responsible, but I think that people are getting nervous that there's going to be another shutdown in there. It's like, it's the last hurrah. I think that's likely. I think the, the cases in Austin are on the rise Vance. And I think we are trending towards another thing where they're like, Yo, restaurants are at twenty five percent capacity at max. Yeah, and, and to bring else a full circle, down. I've heard people like you know Biden's going to get more serious about this, so they're like, "Oh shit, it's time to oh. do it now." Yep. How mm-hmm. dare that man get serious about a pandemic? How so dare two, two, like a hundred, two hundred something lives? Free the face, free the face. No, no masks. That's so funny. Up here, there's no shutdown. No shutdown. We've been shut down for a goddamn. Right. <laughs> Year up right, here. yeah, yeah. So the big argument in Austin has been whether or not to like open up the bars, right? Right. Like, no, actually, wait. You can open up the bars. You know what everyone did here? Everyone literally, they um, every like downtown area in any like little town or little hamlet or whatever the, the hell it is, they put outdoor seating and they actually moved it into the road and right. they wrote laws to like accommodate for it. And then they also like. Uh, I went to one indoor restaurant, indoor bar in Old Town. At same thing, I, we went on like Sunday um, to a bar that wouldn't show like like NFL anything, and we sat like ten feet apart from like a table, mm-hmm. and it was fine. Um, but yeah, y'all are screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna, we're, we're trying gonna... to open the bars. Nah, but I mean, it's they not gonna want happen. to, but yeah, it's not gonna happen. It, I don't it's think anything. it's gonna happen. We're much closer to rolling back like the general capacity limits than we are to opening bars, I would say. Well, now I got to donate to like, how do I donate to like live music? Is there a way to do that? Yes, there is. Um, There is a, um, what is it called? State, let me look it up. Yeah. And then there's there's also Ham, which is like the. Yes, that's Western a good music one. Alliance, yeah, but yeah, there's a specific like to the um, it's, it's venues. Like, in it. This is good podcasting right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're right, very, right. we're very right. good. Actually, yeah, hold on real quick. Let's, we're in an hour and a half, by the way. So, yeah. uh, do y'all got anything you want to wrap up on the election? There, um, election was stolen. This is a uh, Trump stole my president. Um, go to Four Seasons Total Landscaping and the porn store next to it, Joe's favorite place. Yeah. And yeah, um, uh, go to Metzel Rancho, and then also go to whatever Ashley was googling to to go to. Yeah, it's like damn it, it's it's like the uh, the league of venues of the league something. of venues. Yeah, league search, of venues. Up, search Google Austin music venues. Nah, the league supports. of venues. Or something like and that. I'm sure you'll end up finding it. Yeah, and donate to it. Make sure to make Austin uh, the live music capital of the world as it should be. And as America's number one most liberal podcast going forward, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all later. Bye.